0: I puts the Emery and Emirates as Arsenal win big. It's the FPL surgery. Okay, coming to you on the 2nd of December, we have entered the confusing and torrid run of fixtures in FPL and we're here today to break it all down for you recording with the Iceman once again welcome back sir.
1: Welcome back to yourself too mate and you also got the name right at the start well done.
0: Yes I had to think really really hard <laughs> and write it down on, on, a, on a piece of paper in front of me. I've um, actually the logo ...on our Skype is still uh, fancy Football Surgery... ...so I'm trying to ignore that as well.
1: Oh yes, yes it is, I've got to change that actually.
0: Lovely, well it's, it's not your fault, It's uh, we're, we're both getting there, we're both getting there. Awesome game week though, as Gunners I think we can safely brag... ...just for a moment, just enjoy this one moment of, of glory... Absolutely, absolutely love
1: it Dallas, It, was, it oh, it's just what makes me love football so much that feeling you get when you just see Arsenal win and beat Tottenham it's just yeah. the best it was the best day
0: yeah I'm not sure what uh, not sure what Emery said to uh, the players at half time Apart from Get On, Lacazette and Ramsey, but uh, I sure did the job, so I was a crying man during the day. Anyway, let's welcome our guest onto the podcast. Really glad to uh, to have him on board joining us. It's Adam Hotcroft. A little bit of background to Adam. Really, really good record. So he's in the top 100 in Fantasy Football Scout Hall of Fame. Five top 10K finishes in the last seven years a general FPL enthusiast and a Villa fan, so he can happily support his team without the, the conflict of, of picking other FPL players. Welcome, Adam.
2: Yeah, how you doing? You're OK?
0: Great to have you on board. Tell the listeners a bit about your love for FPL. and You clearly had a brilliant seven years doing it. So uh, is it just the last seven years you've played or were you doing it before then?
2: Yeah, so I started off doing, uh, like most people, doing an office mini-league. Um, it just got really, really competitive. And I think, in fact, a lot of football and Premier League football really, really helped. And they tended to do fairly well at it. I think the thing that's really taken off for me this year is um, the whole Twitter community. So I've only really been on been a bit of a technophobe i've only really been properly on twitter since around february march time a hot crop 13 if anybody, anybody uh, wants to follow me or see, see my tweet and your, yeah, t- your
1: tweets me. are the best you do gather the stats really well i use i use your <laughs> tweets quite a lot every week and i do credit you well, i try to oh, remember.
2: i can't remember what happened i think somebody may have got hold of my history and uh, and then all of a sudden I've started posting a few statistics-based tweets and it, it, it's really, really taken off. And I think it's a great community to be part of and I've really, really enjoyed it. So I, th- I think it's, uh, yeah, really pleased to be on the show as well.
0: Yeah, brilliant. So really happy to, uh, to have you on board then Adam and we we'll look forward to uh, learning from your plans for the upcoming tricky Christmas period ahead. Just in terms of this particular podcast, so again, we're going to do a questions Podcast. We think with the Christmas fixtures coming up, it might be more sensible to deal with individual problems that will probably apply to a lot of people rather than going through every single fixture verbatim. Um, of course, there's only a couple of days until the next round of fixtures, so we've got to start answering these questions very quickly. So we're going to go with some FPL headlines and then answer the listeners' questions. So number one this week: who to replace Kun with? Kane, Aubameyang, or other? Number two, is it time to say goodbye to Salah or Hazard? Number three, the armband decision is getting tougher. Discussion on Christmas captains is something we will be having. December consistency, what did we learn from this game week? Have we learned anything that's going to predict what's going to come Beyond this, and has the arm deflated? And by that, do we mean has Alonso, Robertson, and Mendy, that uh, strong flex bicep that is that back three, suddenly become less favourable? We know the M certainly has. So, uh, before we get on to that, let's have a chat about how we got on in this game week. Adam, if I, if I come to you first, how have you done this weekend?
2: Yeah, it's been another disappointing week. So I've got 53 points. I had my first captain fail of the season, uh, Well, or vice captain fail. So I went put the armband on a Guerrero. Uh, he didn't turn up, and, and Salah was vice captain. So, yeah, a bit disappointed with that. I was very close to bringing in and bringing in Sterling for Salah. And I think a lot of the stuff I tweeted about in the week was was about that. But I just thought that Salah's home record's too good to take him out. Um, and I didn't have the money to to bring in Sterling Pazard. so that was never an option. It would have required it would have required a hit. Um, yeah. So I reckon. I mean, I, I don't think the the game's updated yet, but it's going to probably put me down a you know few few further thousand places, unfortunately. But at least I'll have two free transfers to try and uh, get something back this week.
0: Yeah, nice. A nice little bit of tactical thinking there. And uh, with the with the Salah captaincy home against Everton, you would have thought they'd be uh, he'd be nailed on for something. But Everton really showed up in that fixture. We'll come to that during the pod.
2: Everton have looked brilliant defensively over the last few games. It wasn't a surprise. I mean, I know obviously Pickford made a mistake in the last minute, but yeah. I, I can't say I'm that surprised. I, fa- I did fancy Salah to maybe get one, but maybe not a huge haul. But anyway.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good shout. Uh, we're, we're sure we'll come to Everton players more over the pods. Iceman? Uh, yeah,
1: my game week, uh, not too bad. I'm on 59. I think that's what i finished on. Yeah, it's calculated it. Uh, I just thought I, w- I would say this from Bernardo's Maldonado, just put it on our Slack channel. He had it where, from an FPL standpoint, from the Liverpool-Everton game, he had Digney, which is, uh, we know how to pronounce it now, it's actually Luca Dean. Um, he went from nine points to two points. VVD picked up the three bonus because he completely mishit a shot. And Robbo is going to pick up a bonus point too. If you don't think that the game is stupid, some- sometimes there it is an exhibit A. So I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I don't think Robbo did get that bonus point in the end. No, Ariki did. Yeah, he just snuck him with that. Um, but yeah, my gaming 59. So I had captain on Aguero as well, had the vice on Sane, and he got an assist. So I've not actually had any captain fails this season did the change from Hazard to Sane I kind of wanted Sterling but I I looked at the the numbers between them both and they were quite similar and they do just both play up front Uh, I know Sterling got the goal but I can see some points from Sane as well yeah so it was bringing in Sane for Hazard going forward I, I wanted to do Aguero to Kane this week but now we're going to discuss that to work out where to go. I'm not really sure where I am overall. I think I've am I i think I've gone up a few thousand places to 29k. So, yeah, not not a bad week, but not great.
0: Yeah, not too bad, Iceman. Some, uh, some good thinking from you there. I'm sure you set up nicely for next week, though. In terms of ta- tactically, from my perspective, coming into this game week, my big move was to get Kane in just because I like the look of his fixtures. And with people umming and ahhing over him, I thought, as I've got to make up some ground, I'd get him in early. So he got his goal... The rest, of the, I watched the Arsenal game, um, as you can tell, and the rest of it, he wasn't really that involved. I think in the first, the first sort of twenty minutes, he had something like four touches, which was like the fewest on the pitch. So he really wasn't that involved. But he, he got, he got his penalty, so he's still on that scoring trail. Had Denia coming off my bench for the non-played Aguero, and uh, sure enough, I was robbed of the three points as well. I went for I had the option of Patricio Allison in goal, and I chose Allison, thinking. There was a chance of a cleanie, plus he got three saves and a couple of bonus points, so happy with that. But um, 55 with a minus four, so I'm just above the average, so not a great game week.
1: Not too bad, though.
0: Not too depressing, but just really, really depressing. So (laughs) on to to the next one, anyway. Yeah, so new Patreon follower for us this week. Uh, Well, a couple of new Patreon followers uh, joining at the Slack level. Although, Iceman, I've only got Frederick Tannum down here. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, someone...
1: that's the only one who's joined this week.
0: Brilliant, yeah. Iceman asked him about how he was finding the Slack channel. He said he's really liking it. Um, a little less people than on the general Slack channel, but in a good way. seems there are many good FPL minds, and I do need some support. So if you want to join Frederick and the other wise minds in the slack channel and supporting the fpl surgery follow us on patreon any donation is greatly uh, received and as usual helps us to develop what we're doing and give more uh, enviable prizes etc etc so thank you for all your support so far listeners yeah thank you Frederick top man okay let's get into the uh, questions. So the first one is, I'm going to read out the question and then I'm going to go through the listeners' questions. So the headline is, who to replace Kun with, if you're going to, Kane, Abamyang, or other? Now, these are the questions that generally have fit with this. So uh, Prescient Tiwari has asked, well, he's asked a question about midfielders, I'll come back to that, but he's asked about ditching Kun for Kane. Mark M. Bison, lots of FPL managers are wildcarding during the fixture swing. Is Kane, Orba, captain rotation a goer? So I think he's asking about Kane or Orba as that option. We've got Richard Brook, thoughts on Kane long-term with Spurs mids to bring in, if any. And we've got Beard, should I stick with Harry Kane or quickly make a move to Pierre-Emerick or Bamianne? FPL, Foxy, Cano, Bamiang, for Aguero. I think we kind of get the idea of where this is going, <laughs> chap. So, first of all, Adam, let's come to that, that uh, question there. See if we can answer some of those. So, the big theme here is around who to replace Kun with, if at all. What's your stance on this?
2: Okay, like... The honest answer is I don't know, but I can talk you through my thought process because it's yeah. changed over the, even just the last like, 24 hours. So I think if we go through the, the people one by one. So I think Kun probably does need replacing. I think the whether there's a potential injury or I think, I think his minutes with the Zeus there are going to be reduced. And I actually think Sane, and, and Sarnay, Silver and, um, Sterling are better options for, Man City. So I think he does need replacing. In terms of with whom, I think looking at Kane, I like Kane. My concern is he hasn't been the same player since the Bournemouth injury last year. He does it, even though the goal return isn't terrible, and it's still you know he's still one in one in two. He just doesn't look as sharp, and I think a lot of people have commented on that. I think you, you talked earlier, bully, about his involvement today. Yeah, um, that said, that he's still. You know, I think he's returned four games in a row now, so which which yeah. is which is encouraging. My big concern with Kane is um, Spurs' matches that are coming up. So their fixtures are, you know schedule is, is, is really terrible, and it's very very so they've got they've got Southampton on Wednesday. They then play Leicester Sunday. They then play Barca the following Tuesday, which they absolutely have to get you know win win that game, and then it's Burnley the following following uh, Saturday so I think the games first couple that you want to captain him in fixture congestion would concern me and it's not necessarily relating to Kane it's the fact that it could be Ericsson Ali and Son having reduced minutes in some of those games and I think he seems to look better with those three playing so I think that's that's a concern around Kane also his price he's not he's not worth Twelve point three million. When you've got the likes of Bamiang cheaper, and obviously if you look at what Aguero's price is and his points per match uh, are a lot lower, so that's that's a concern. I think comparing to Aubameyang, one interesting thing: so Aubameyang came in game week twenty six last season, and since Aubameyang's come in versus Kane, they've both played twenty seven matches. Aubameyang has scored twenty goals, which is incredible, and got seven assists. Kane yeah. scored seventeen and got three assists. Yeah. Um, Aubameyang's played less minutes as well than, than, than Kane, and I think this, for me, nobody's really got excited about Aubameyang even though he's, he's a top scorer in the Premier League. Is and yeah. because of whether it is to do with it, you know, his, his expected goals, whether it's to do with his, I think it's possibly to do with his minutes, and I think I think there is a bit of a people do get scared off when players aren't playing all of the time, but. I actually think that theory is going a bit on its head now because you get in players that are getting rotate that scoring scoring well. So I'm really I'm actually really interested in bamian because I think the the, um, the Huddersfield game in game week 16 outside of Arsenal there aren't really any obvious captain picks. So that that does interest me. So I'm potentially interested in him the other option I've considered and I was considering yesterday really until Aubameyang's performance yesterday today sorry was to actually potentially go with three mid-level strikers for the likes of maybe Wilson Mitrovic and um, okay. Yeah, as, as it, mentioned
1: earlier you know, it makes you a bit
2: unflexible there doesn't it it does and I think I think if it was just Kane that I had to worry about it wouldn't have been a huge issue because I thought know, I'd have probably kept Salah and I could have, could have flipped, flipped them over but I think with Kane and Aubameyang, and there'll be people considering going Kane and Aubameyang, which I think could work. The captain, um, the, the matches do rotate quite well. So I think, I know I've rambled on a little bit, but I think the, the answer to, to the question is that I think you can, I think there's a number of different options you can do that will work. I really I, Really, and I think it just depends on what what suits your team. For my own personal team, it really depends on if Aguero's fit. Cause there, there was a tweet, that went out today, said that he trains today. So it really depends if he's fit. If he's fit, I'll probably keep him this game week. And then with the view to bringing a Bamiyang in for the Huddersfield game, but that could that could all change.
0: Yeah, I think it's a nice perspectives there. And like you say, if you look at the stats of Bamian is absolutely flying. The the thing I know we talked there about the minutes for Obama Young, but what I, I do think he presents is whenever he even comes off the bench, he looks like he's going to do something. And Arsenal, you know, I know they're playing United, but if they play anything like they did today, you'd fancy them to get something. The the other striker I just mentioned, not a premium one so much, but Wilson's now on seven goals and seven assists. He's got a decent strike against City, so he's kind of showing he can do it against any team. So, whether it, whether you're sort of downgrading to three medium strikers or just shuffling things around, I think he's got to be in the discussion as well.
2: Completely agree on on the Wilson share and that was the player I was looking at um, yeah. bringing in yesterday. But I think Aubameyang's probably changed that now. The
1: problem with him is that I don't think it's a rotation thing at all. I, I, with the rotation I feel like you can just deal with that and like you've said when he comes on he can always score but it's the involvement I mean like when he was out on the wing not many people were looking at him as much probably due to his shots I mean like I I did a quick comparison of just the stats between Kane and Aubameyang and over the season the penalty area touches 73 for Kane 38 for Aubameyang so Kane's the one that's in the box I know he costs more I've got that slight problem with that whether if he he gets put out to the wing and Arsenal's points are more spread than than spurs, I think and and now that son's back it you know it's a little bit different where it can be split him. he's not been performing the best, he's not looked the same man since he's been injured, but I just he's the most nailed, kind of the main man for that team. he is a really good captain option, historically he's had massive hauls. I know Amaniang has done well recently and even today. I'm really torn between it, to be honest. I mean, if, if you didn't take today's game, Spurs, you know, they kind of spursed it up, didn't they? In the second half, which is something that does happen, but <laughs> they are in great form and they, they have been winning. I can see Kane with these fixtures. I mean, it's not only the next few, like the Southampton game, but. Going up to January, they've got Man United, but going all the way end of February is when their fixtures get a little bit tricky with Chelsea and Arsenal after that. So. I don't know. There's something about Aubameyang which I don't kind of trust with this Arsenal team. Knowing that the points can just come from anywhere. It could come from Lacazette or any of the midfielders. Ramsey had a good game today, so maybe he's going to start more and he can get goals. Yeah, you've got the assister in Eriksen. You've got Son who can get some goals. Ali, the the occasional goal, but you can't see like two on the trot from him. But Kane would be the one which who's on penalties as well. Banyangers mm. as well, I suppose. The the fixtures coming up are a bit of a worry that they've got so many. I know they've got Barcelona, but Barcelona have won the group already. And I know Barcelona have got Espanyol and Levante either side of, of this particular game. So they're two pretty tough games for Barcelona. So they, they might be resting some players because they've already won it. They don't need to, to play well. So it might be it might be a good game for for Spurs here, and they could even bring off Kane at half-time or something. I'm, I'm not sure. He's just I'm knowing sure. that he's the most nailed as well. Sorry, Kyle. Going
2: back to your points there, Iceman, is around the penalty area touches, because I looked at this earlier, and over the last four weeks, neither have really been in the box. The Kane's had 16. I think I think Aubameyang's 14. It's there without. Oh, yeah, back. Oh, yeah, 14, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you look at it, so, you've got, you've got Morrison at Cardiff's had 24. You've got your two full-backs have had more touches in the box. So, Klasinic has had 22 and Bellerin 17. So, they haven't actually... I, I think Kane, when you're watching the games as well, his involvement really does concern me. That said, he's still... He's, I think he's got three goals and an assist in the last four. Uh, and I think the result results are there. So, it, it's a, it's a real... I think this is the toughest of the season for me as to, as to what to do and I think cause it factors your, the rest of your team so if I bring Kane in I won't have Salah I won't keep Salah which which could you know that, that is, that's a possibility but it's a really tough one and I, I'm undecided at the moment
1: Yeah with Aguero I think if he's fit I'm, I feel like I'm going to hang on to him for this game against Watford and then do the Kane move but it's just Kane, Kane have got Southampton and they're always conceding goals. It's a very tough decision because Aguero is going down tonight and I know Aubameyang is going up. So I don't know if that changes anything. And got to think about that as well, whether or not you're going to be losing value on it as well, if you're going to make the move. And I kind of want to make the move tonight, but I don't know if I'm going to be decided on it.
0: It's a tricky one. Yeah, we're gonna to have to move quickly. We've just a couple of days to go. A little bit of thinking to be done. Um, any other strikers that are you in chat? You guys thinking after the weekend? I'm being a little bit facetious here, but uh, Lukaku has scored over the weekend. Morata <laughs> is playing regularly for Chelsea. Yeah. Any other yeah. kind of nuggets or strikers that you're looking at?
2: Mitrovic should be the one that I'd mention. So his pictures yeah. are really good. Come over the next, probably. I think they play, They've got. We've got Leicester at home, West Ham at home, Wolves at home, Huddersfield at home. I think he's got four yellow cards, I think. I think I'm right on that. So that would be a little bit of concern. But I think Fulham as a team have looked a lot better in the two games that Rani Aries come in. I think they look they look quite solid today. I think there's potentially options in, in, in you know, maybe further back as well, which could emerge later in the season. But I think Mitrovic is key to everything they do and, and I think with the home games they've got, I think he could be a really, really good option. Yeah,
0: yeah. Alessian, what do you think about Mitrovic?
1: Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with me, though. I feel like we need to wait a few more <laughs> just to see. I mean, they've got Leicester at home next, then United, then after that, then they've got a good run of fixtures. I'll, I'll probably be looking at game week 17 if I'm bringing him in. Um, yeah, the,
0: the thing I just want to add about him is he, he got his double in the last game, which ended a bit of a drought, but he had been scoring internationally, so it's not like he had one. Good game. He I do think he still carries a form about him, so he should be considered.
2: When I was watch, was watching the Chelsea game earlier, they said that, that um he's got thirty-one goals in his last forty-three appearances for Fulham and um, Serbia. So yeah. Incredible really, isn't it? A striker is six point six million or whatever whatever he is and Yeah.
0: Yeah, very favourable stats. So a few we've got in mind there. Okay, let's move on to our next headline. So time to say goodbye. To Salah and Hazard. Salah, of course, getting nothing against Everton. Hazard popping up with another assist. So let's just have a look at a few questions that relate to this. So Stephen Cookson has asked Hazard to Sterling with two free transfers. No brainer. Or is there a better alternative? He's thinking about Aguero to Kane as well. Um, And then we've had a question, thoughts on Sterling's minutes in the coming game week. So, of course, thinking about Sterling as an alternative midfield option. Um, Some of you are also asking about Ericsson. So, Adam, what what do you think about this issue? Do we we ditch Eden and Slash Salah or, or are they worth sticking with?
2: Um, I think the first point to go on, because I've seen a lot of questions around minutes, I think minutes, and I think you just can't predict the managers. There's no point in even even trying to I think. Nobody would have guessed Aguero was going to be out. I know he had a, might have had a slight knock, but there's, there's just so many. It's only really the managers that are going to have an idea on minutes. And I think a lot of the time people will try and pick people because I think they're more nailed. And there aren't many Harry Canes out there that we probably play all of the minutes for the games. I think looking at Salah before today, I, I think I'd almost decided that I was going to bring Kane in and, and ditch but, but I thought I you know actually I'll give him a give him a little bit more time. But I think having watched yeah. the game today, having watched the game in in midweek, Liverpool's attack actually concerns me, the fluidity of it. They're not playing the same setup as last year, so they're, they're play, the with Shakiri having, having having come into it. And I think Firmino is the issue because when he was playing through the middle, what he was incredibly good at is creating space for Salah and Mane. And that isn't the the case anymore. And I think with Salah playing through the middle, if you know, in fact, I think his creative side has been brilliant. I think he set up a few chances today, but he's just not, I don't think he's getting the same level of space as 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 he does from when he plays on the right and has, you know, has Firmino through the middle, actually, you know, trying to trying to create space for him. So, I think for those reasons, he's not worth 13 million. Mane looks as threatening in Loffa, pretty much as much for 3 million less. So, yeah. I'm going to keep Salah, I've got Salah, I'm going to keep him for Burnley, just because Burnley have looked terrible. And, you know, if Lukaku can score a two at Burnley, I'd fancy Salah to be able to actually do that. But, I think, from that point onwards, I'd I'd expect him to miss the Bournemouth game on the, the, the on the, um, the weekend because they've got Napoli on the Tuesday. They, I think that's such a key game for them, so I think it will get reduced minute in that Bournemouth game. So I'm happy to lose him for that. So yes, yeah, Sal, Sala's going to go. I think the, the funds are valuable as well around this, this Christmas yeah. period because subs you need 15 yeah. playing players having a 13 million pound player. And, and, and if you, you know if you're going to bring Kane as well, you can't have 25 million on two players. Yeah. So I think Salah is expendable. Hazard is, is interesting because I think I watched the game today. He's, he's very he's more creative now than a goal threat. He, he's, he's probably, he spent
1: most of his time on the floor because he's getting fouled so much. So didn't
2: he? Well, yeah, I think I think Fulham set up they're, they're actually not as open as they would have been a few weeks ago. But he's still very very creative. I think over the last. Four game weeks, he's had to in the most big chances. Obviously, probably most of them right as missed, but I think I think in terms of creativity, he's looking good. He's just not looking the same goal threat. And I think for his price, when you've got the likes of Sane and Sterling on offer I think he is expendable as well possibly be tempted to be a little bit more patient with him than Salah because Salah's obviously even more expensive but I think with the options available you know I I know a lot of people took Hazard out this week for Sterling I think the likes of Sterling Sane Spurs midfielders I think it probably is time to move them on. Yeah.
1: See, a lot of what you've said, I, I, I was literally going to say. So I can agree with nearly everything you said there. I mean, if you're looking at the the hazard, you know, a lot of people gone on that roller coaster, haven't they? Where they've had him, he's not performed for a couple of games, and then you got rid of him, and he's performed for a few. So I watched him today, and he just looks like you know when he's running at you. I was just saying to everyone on Slack, if if it was me, I'd just panic and fall over because he just looks so leap for as he goes forward you've got no idea what he's going to do and you know he is a quality player and he's always got it in him to to score well same with with Salah really he he can look really good he only got the one attempt this game week against Everton which is a bit of a shot for that price like you say not really worth it I was looking about moving him out last game week but I actually decided on Hazard in the end yeah, they, they are both expendable and you, you don't need them. Yeah, they're not essential for your team going forward. But if you've got Hazard, if you kept him, he can score in any game. I mean, Chelsea's fixtures aren't. The best fixtures in the world, whereas cities are pretty good. So if you haven't got that city mid, just know that if you are looking at bringing them in, they are going to be rotatable as well. You know, Sane and Sterling got ninety minutes in the last game, and I think Sterling got ninety minutes in the Champions League, whereas Sane got seventy-one. So I'm expecting some rotation in, in the next game for City as well. So be wary of that if you're about it this week.
2: So yeah, on that. Because a lot of people, you know, you know, think of Manchester when you think of rotation, but I think the reality of it, given the number of games and you know other other competitions, I think Salah and Hazard will play a similar amount of minutes to both Salah and so S- S- and Sterling. Yeah, yeah, no, I I
1: agree with that. I was just referring to this particular game week because if you're looking at it as a transfer for this game week, it might be worth holding on if you have still got him. Yeah, no, of course. Because I, I bought in Sane, but he could, he could miss the next game against, who have they got? They've got Watford, haven't they? So yeah, he could miss that game. But I'm quite tempted to keep Aguero as well. Um, so I'm going off topic here. But yeah, as, as said, Salah, it's just that you know how consistent he's been. Burnley next. You, I feel like you've just got to keep him for that. But yeah, I do yeah. feel like he could get some reduced minutes against that Bournemouth team. United after that <laughs> seems to be an easy fixture nowadays. Then Wolves, then um, Newcastle. Yeah. So
2: M- Mourinho will definitely take his bus to, to Anfield. So yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. But I think was it 0 nil, nil last year there. So
1: the, the fixtures aren't terrible for them, but it just depends on your team and how you want to work it. Really, I mean, I've worked the uh, the Hazard move. You look like you're doing the Salah move. I am able to have Kane and Salah in the same team. It is doable. But yeah, either one of them, if if you are looking to get rid of, just work out who you're bringing in, whether you're doing it this week, and just be wary of that rotation which could happen this week and the minutes that Sané and Sterling have had.
0: Yes, yeah, so these are all things to consider midfield-wise. I do agree on the Salah situation and having watched them against Everton today. The, the whole shape of the team changes when they try to accommodate Shakiri which is great for me owning him, but not so much for him not doing anything.
1: Oh, he missed a uh, sitter, didn't he? He, a he did, yeah,
0: one-on-one. I was on my feet going yes, thank you very <laughs> much, five points and now I look a right mug. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so don't pick
2: Shaqiri. Things to, to mention where because when I was looking at the stats, when you look at um, Sane and um, Sterling, how they're comparing with other midfielders, when you look at things like shots, shots on target, shots in the box, etc., even big chances, there isn't much difference. Where they're absolutely excelling is the penalty area touches. And I think if you want, I was watching Match of the Day last night. There were a few instances where Sane got in, and it didn't maybe it didn't come to anything. But I think Sterling's penalty area touched, they're the top two over the last four game weeks with 43 and and 34. So I think that's where they're really, really excited. They're so dangerous, both of them. And I think personally, and I have neither at the moment, but I want to get both of them as soon as possible because I think otherwise it's going to be a case of guessing which one's going to get the points each week and there'll be weeks when they both do. So I actually think both of them are, you know, probably the way to go. Yeah, great ones.
0: Yeah, I think great. If, if, you, if you can afford the two of them and get them in, that's a nice luxury to have. Should we move on to the next question, Iceman? Yeah, yeah. Let's go on to our next headline. So, the armband decision is getting tougher. So, let's just briefly discuss Christmas captains. Adam, have you, have you thought much about this question yourself? Yeah, I think How are going to do
2: it? I think this pretty much frames my next transfers and, and who I decide to get in. I think Kane, you could pretty much... I mean, he's got a really good home with Southampton, Burnley, Bournemouth and Walsh. So, I think if you're bringing him in, you know, you, you would be able to get the armband. My only concern with that is that I think you could miss... I think I think could you could potentially miss some hauls from Sterling... Or Salah or Man City midfielders, they're that good at the moment. That when I was thinking of thinking about his question, I'm tempted that maybe after um, Salah's played Burnley, to just keep the armband on Sterling because he's just brilliant. At he's that good at the moment. You know, he's almost a bit similar to like to what Salah was last last year, but. I think it was that Southampton game where where things really really started to come together. He's just that involved in everything, and yeah, he will miss the odd game. I think when Sterling typically doesn't tend to come on, he will just won't, won't be in the squad. Whether that, so I think you he, he could actually get away with with just putting the the armband on him permanently. I think there is, somebody, it was mentioned earlier about Kane and Aubameyang rotation. So if you were to do that, over the next four, you, you would have Southampton at home for Kane, Huddersfield at home for Aubameyang, Burnley at home for Kane, and then Burnley at home for Aubameyang. Probably aren't going to get any better than that as a captaincy rotation. You know, So I think if you're you playing the fixtures, it's really tough because this will frame are bring in, and I think that this is the strong for me. This is probably the strongest argument for for having having Kane. That said, I think what probably the big difference now as to the the start of the season, at the start of the season, there were a lot of people and a lot of managers in the game that, that maybe went 13, 14 game weeks, getting the captaincy right. And I think part of that is because of the rotation between Salah and Aguero. And I think I think there isn't really any obvious pattern, other than the, the Kane of Bamiyang for, for those four weeks. I think the captaincy conundrum now does really, work. he's going to make or break game weeks. I think we we're very lucky to have that Aguero and Salah rotation. Firstly, Salah will 100% have the armband for me against Burnley because they're terrible. But then if it was to bring Kane in, he's likely to have the armband for a lot of games, particularly though, you know, the Burn, probably the Burnley, Bournemouth and, and Wolves home games. It just depends. If I was to bring Aubameyang in, he would, he would definitely have the Huddersfield and-, and Burnley games. And then I'd potentially give the rest to Sterling. I think let's have a look what City had got. Yeah. So the, so the other games. So if I went looking at it, if, if I was to bring a Bamiang in, I could captain him against Huddersfield, Sterling at home to Everton. I think City at home against anyone is, is, is a good option. I'd then have a against Burnley, Sterling away at Leicester, and then they have Southampton after that. So I think, I think that could possibly, possibly be an option. So
1: are you looking at bringing in a Bamiang and Kane then, removing Salah? i take it that's your route
2: at the moment. So, I'm, I'm not going to have a Bamian Gang K. That was really just a point out. Cause I think somebody had mentioned, but I think people had mentioned about having both. And yeah. I can see the appeal of having Southampton, Huddersfield, Burnley, Burnley as, as the next four for captaincy options. I will likely bring in one of them and and Sterling but I quite like the idea of just captaining Sterling because he just, he, he's playing out of his skin at the moment and one thing that happened last year is Salah was doing the same and it seemed and you know that nobody was captaining him week in week out Yeah, and at times there's a tendency to overcomplicate the game or, and I think we look at the fixtures for Kane yeah they're brilliant but he had that Cardiff fixture Brilliant, and that was after they'd just played Barcelona and they'd had a you know, a need, I think the the team were fairly tired. So I think sometimes we can put too much emphasis on the, the fixture on paper without taking into to you know all the other circumstances. I think City are just playing that well that it doesn't really matter. Other than maybe Liverpool, whoever they come against, they come up against, they could beat convincingly. And I think Sterling at the moment, you know, along, along with Sane, he, he's their best player. Yeah. So mm. just, he's in the form of his life. I am tempted to, to go that route. And I think a lot of people will probably go, go with Kane or go with, go with other options. So I think it's a way of really getting the most out of Sterling for your team. At the moment, that's probably, you know, out of the, the seven or eight fixtures, I want to captain Sterling as many as I can. I think that if I do have a striker as a home game against yeah, Burnley, then that's too good to turn down. I think anybody that's playing Burnley will also have a good shot of their uh, armband as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, they are the whipping boys this season, aren't they? They're still carrying that mantle.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think I think Chelsea are interesting because after the fixtures after Man City aren't too bad, and it will be interesting to see how much game time Hazard gets. And I think. Potentially in the away games, he might get he might get more space as well, so more likely to to actually come out and attack. So, I mean, I wouldn't completely rule out Hazard, although it's very probably it's very likely. he will probably he'll probably leave my team pretty soon.
0: Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna mention Hazard because obviously a lot of people are talking about coming off him because he's had that little patch where he's been injured. He's got another assist today before then he was absolutely golden. Now let's say you were to keep the faith in Hazard. There's quite a few fixtures there that you know you talked about the Kane Aubameyang rotation sounds yeah. great. Um Hazard if he if he does come back into some kind of form like he was at the start of the season, he is a really nice mixture with those two, isn't he?
2: Yeah, he is actually because he, he would continue yeah, a, a lot of people are dismissing Hazard at the moment and mm-hmm. And yeah, he could, he could, I mean, he's got fixtures after the 50 game, you know, to score well, so he could be a good shout there.
0: I suppose anyone else you want to throw into the discussion here, or do you think those are the main ones covered? I I think it's the, it's
1: just the choice between these premiums, isn't it? Like, no one actually, they're they're all going to score well, all of them. You can't see many of them blanking continuously. I know, kind of, Salah blanked today, but... He's not. He's not going to do that very often, I don't think. And with uh, Sterling, Sane, they're all going to get points. It's just getting the most out of it. And at the moment, City are flying. They have been flying since last season. So I do think it is the the, the City mids that you've just got. You just got to bring in. Get
0: the, city in the, the,
2: one I, the one thing I would say that I think is quite important is to not chop and change the team around too much. So I think. Because it's, it's the rotation is going to be and the, the rest of the players can be so difficult to predict. So I think you almost need to pick your options really for the start of this Christmas period and just stick with them. Yeah. That's what you know. You three or four you know premium players and just stick with them through the through the duration. Yeah, they're going to get rested and you need a good bench. It'll be easier to have a better bench if you don't have the likes of Kane and Salah, but there's obviously merits to having them as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good final point, Adam. Let's, um, let's move on from the captaincy discussion. Headline December consistency. What did we learn from this weekend? And this really is us just tying in with a couple of questions about changes that are coming. So there's one here from Prashant asking, Prashant Tawari asking, which Spurs defender is best for the next month? Have a feeling a lot of clean sheets incoming. Certainly can't be full backs with if really right. We've got fever on a wildcard team is largely set apart from Siggy or Anderson, question mark, and FPL, Classico, Benching Headache, which one to bench from Wilson, Fraser, Anderson, Arnautovic, others are Richarlison, Sane, Sterling, Kane, but they're out of consideration. So I guess what that combination of questions really ties into the main one here, which is about have we learned anything about how the main teams are going to set up over this Christmas period? Um, I was particularly interested, Adam, because I thought that Aguero was almost fixture-proof and there's Jesus coming in for him now. Um, we saw Martial. He, he'd been in good form. Jose's benched him. Have we learned anything about the manager's mindset from this
2: weekend? Potentially. So Martial is an interesting one. So I'm, I'm an owner and I was very frustrated to see him benched. Yeah. And I think there can be a tendency when you see a player benched to... Actually, I'm going to take them out next game. And I think the real key thing is if a player has been benched, as long as it's not for poor performances, that you're probably better off sticking with them. Because I would say, so Marshall, for example, I would expect him to start against when, uh, against Arsenal on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, being patient helps. To be honest, haven't really learnt too much because. I expect the managers to rotate. They're going to protect the players. With the weather getting colder as well, players and, and the fact they're playing so frequently, they're more likely to pick up injuries. I mean, watching the um, Man City documentary, you could see that when they're playing every three, four days, the, you know, the amount of what, what they had to do in terms of recovery. It's it's unlikely that any single player is going to play that frequent. And do you know what? If they do. I'd be concerned as well because they're going to get fatigued and you're going to suffer from und- underperformance. So you can't keep the same level of intensity up, you know, for uh, playing every every three days. So it is important that the likes of Sterling, Sane get, get rest. And I think, if anything, that's probably been a big downfall of Harry Kane's. So personally, my approach to it is just to completely, I suppose, forget about it, not worry about it. It's go- It's going to happen. You can't guess it. And I think by guessing it, it's going to be difficult. And I think also as well, we've just going back to that captaincy question, just talk through the perfect rotation of captains. The one thing you can't guarantee, they're going to be on the pitch. So I think that's why it's important to have, think about having like three or four options in your team that you can potentially think about as being captain. So personally, I don't, I think don't worry about it. It's going to happen. I think you need a strong bench. I think most game weeks now till the new year, you're probably going to end up using at least one sub. The one thing I would say is get your bench in order. I think you need 15 outfield players. There's nothing wrong. I, I, I think, I think some of the, some players that often seem the least valuable are, I suppose, the 4.5 million midfielders. But do you know what? If they, if they come off the bench for two or three points, that Really help your total, and if you look at if you add two points to your score and look at how how much further you'd go up the rankings, you know it will really surprise you. So I think having having a full bench is important. Don't worry about it. You know if a player misses one game, the reality is particularly if they're a key player, there's more chance they'll play the next game. So it's not the you know it's not the end of the world. An example: Salah coming off today, it, you know it probably means he's got a better chance of having more involvement against Burnley. So you know, man, managers will manage the minutes of players, but that isn't a bad thing because it, it's going to help their recovery, and it actually should mean that it'll help them have more of a consistent performance.
1: That's great points there, mate. I just can't really, uh, can't really add to that particular discussion there. But the, um, I, I suppose what we need to know is that we do think there will be rotation, but. Last year, I think I only used my uh, first sub a few times during the December fixtures, as I did make sure that I had two playing subs and didn't actually need them in the end. So Sane and Sterling, you definitely know, will get rotated, whereas uh, Salah and Hazard, you're not quite sure. You feel like they they are more likely to play, and you do need to consider that, but... Yeah, as mentioned, Rich Hot form, you should get him in. Don't want to keep repeating it. But with, with the, with the managers this year, there has been a lot of changes this year. I mean, like, take for example the Arsenal team. You you can't tell who's going to be playing in midfield there. Ramsey's played well today, so he could change it up again. All these new managers, even the likes of Silva at Everton, he he could even change it around there. I don't think he will. But going back to that question we had, Sigurdsson or Anderson, what's your thoughts on that one, Adam? In our Slack channel, that's being discussed in terms of Felipe Anderson and Siggy. And Bernard knows Maldonado has been looking at a load of stats in there. And their shots that is being discussed. What's your choice on that particular discussion? There,
2: I think it depends on the individual team, that's what I would say. So, for example, if you've got Richarlison, it would make sense to go for Anderson. Um, I suppose then it depends if obviously you've got Anatovich or not, but yeah, I say, looking at timings of, of bringing them in, so I think Sigurdsson's got two great home games but then they've got I think they do they go to City um, and then I think we've got Spurs at home so I think I'd probably wait for Sigurdsson until after um, they've played those two because then they have a really good run of fixtures after that I've been really impressed with Anderson I, 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 what, what surprised I, I didn't think he would keep the, the run up after the Burnley game I thought he would because uh, I've, I've had mixed feedback from West, West Ham fans saying that you know that, that He's, he's either brilliant or latters to deceive, but he seems to be getting a bit of consistency now. I mean, their fixtures are just being absolutely incredible. So, we've got Cardiff, Crystal Palace, Fulham, Watford. Three home games in the next four. So, I'd probably be tempted to go for to, to go for him. Now, I am a huge Sigurdsson fan, and I, I, to be honest, I regret having Richarlison over him, but.
1: You've done it now, so you got to stick with it, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think Richarlison, is—is is, is, I mean, I, th- I thought he played the the striker role well, quite well today. Maybe not from a fantasy perspective, but I think he's growing grown into that role. I think the time to probably bring Sigurdsson in is after the Spurs game, and then they've got our favourite team, Burnley. So there you go; it's perfect perfect time to bring him in. And I think then, from that point onwards, from the Burnley game, you could even double up with Sigurdsson and Richarlison because the fixtures, I think, get really good for them then. Pretty sure they had a good start to the season, so I think that's the time when the, you know, the fixtures start start repeating. So, yeah, I'd, I'd possibly at the moment lean towards Anderson, but I think it, it really is dependent on your individual team, the players that you've got available. Um, Sigurdsson's a little bit more as well so what you do with the extra 0. 0.4 million so it's diff it's difficult to answer without seeing a specific team yeah yeah fair.
0: yeah I like that answer okay let's um let's have a look at our final question Iceman I think it's fair to say your arm will never deflate but it appears <laughs> the question here has the uh the ram defense has that become less essential now. So obviously Mendy's been taken out of that equation. We've got Robbo and Alonso still looking pretty damn good, you know, picking up clean sheets again. But there's so much value in the midfield and some decent strikers there, Adam. For me, Robertson and Alonso are still in my side. The one I'm actually thinking is Alonso hasn't returned from an attacking perspective in a while now. David Luiz seems to be fairly cemented into the Chelsea defence, so you can drop a million, about one and a half million, and still get a nice Chelsea return there, yeah. to then invest that money another million and a half inch your midfield could go a hell of a long way. So I think there's an argument you could drop down to just having Robertson now and be all right. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think I can disagree with that. The one thing that I would say in terms of value, both Robertson and Alonso, so their points per game pretty much match their price. So you've, Alonso's 6.6. A lot of people would have bought him for... In and around that price point and Robertson 6.5 so their, their points match are pretty much matching their price you don't really get that from many other players I mean it'd be great if Angle or Salah were doing that you know you get 13 points a game so if you actually look at it, their value is incredible. I think uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold has offered brilliant value, particularly over the last three or four weeks. So he's averaging 5.9 points per match. And he, his price is, what, 5.1, 5.2 million. So he's another great option. I think the Liverpool defence... I'm possibly, if I can, I would double up on them. I think they look brilliant at the back at the moment. They look solid. What's quite good as well, as long as Salah or the, the, the attackers don't get two, two attacking returns, they're clean on bonus. And I think the way Liverpool are playing at the moment, they're not putting four, five past people. They seem you know, to be grinding out results more. So I actually think Liverpool double up is a good option. Alonso it almost seems like go we get these conversations come up every 4 or 5 weeks for me he's, you know he's going to probably be a season keeper as long as he's in the team he goes through spells where he doesn't look as threatening and then all of a sudden he'll pop up with a couple of assists or a goal yeah. that's yeah, he didn't play well today though terrible day he was terrible today but then Luis was terrible the last game week and i think so i, think, I don't i don't see him do, I think I think that it just, it just depends on your team because if you need the next 1.5 million, I think what you said is quite a good option. I've got a few other places where you know where where I can get money. And to be honest, I've got a few other issues, and I think that's the key thing as well. It depends on what issues you've got because it wouldn't be a priority for me to get to get rid of Alonso because I mean he's got six. He's getting 6.6 points per match. If you compare him to Kane's getting 5.2, Aguero 6.3, Abameyang 6.5. So he's actually outscoring those guys per game, irrespective of whether it's with an attacking return and, or uh, or a defensive return. I think his consistency over the season's been brilliant, and I think he's been one of the best players. And it, it wouldn't surprise me if against Wolves, he a free kick in the top corner, he's that sort of player. so
1: Yeah, and, and a couple of weeks ago, he was the top scorer for a field as well. So.
2: It wouldn't be a top priority for me. I can see your point. And I think these sorts of questions, it really depends on an individual's team. But for me, I've got enough issues. I don't have a wild card. I'm happy having him. And he, even today, he had a poor game, but he's getting in the positions to put crosses in. He's just his crossing today was, was abysmal. But, you know, he had a free kick as well. So another day, he, he, you know, it could have it been a different story. He's not going to play that badly every week.
0: Okay, yeah, great point there, Adam. It's not as cut and dry to chop off the arm just yet. That's answered our headlines, so let's go for the Iceman's Break. Thank you very much. Okay. Welcome back Ice Iceman from his usual break. Um, Iceman, I'm going to replace my summary again with uh, a little feature of Icemandia. Um, nothing for you to answer this week, but uh, this has come Good. from Fantasy Football Tipster. Uh, furthermore, to his Twitter question, I feel the general public is suffering from Icemandia withdrawal, which at this time of year is incredulous. I have family in France and Christmas is difficult to visit with limited time off work coupled with the need for a hard-earned rest. I just want to say that I admire and am a tad jealous of the Icemandics. They're literally a step through the wardrobe to their nearest and dearest. I can't wait until the Western world catches up with your freaky travel methodologies. Merry Christmas, gents. Kissy, kissy, tipster. <laughs> now, um, just to, just to, I guess the question here, Iceman, is can you access Icemandia through a wardrobe? Yes. Fantastic. Another one next time, though. I'm <laughs> Same time. I can't talk anymore. I saw the excitement of the Spurs game. Um, Another one of those in the next podcast. Sure. Let's go on to transfers and captains. Um, I'm going to start this week because I'm fairly nailed on what I'm going to do. And that is Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is coming into my team this week. As usual, I'm Arsenal biased, but just from what I saw today, the guy is clinical, leads the league in goals. I fancy him to score even even if he comes off the bench and doesn't start. I think he's crucial at the moment, and I just love the options we've got for captain rotation. And the team he plays for hasn't lost for 18 games, so that's good enough for me. But with all that said, the skipper is actually going on Harry Harry Kane this week, so Mm -hmm. there we go. Um, Adam?
2: Honestly, I yeah. have no idea what I'm going to do. <laughs> so, for this week, Salah will be my captain. He's playing Burnley. A lot of people have done well against him. So, I mean, Salah will most definitely be my, my captain. In terms of transfers, so I've got two free transfers. I've got Aguero. So, I suppose it really depends on his availability. I may still take him out anyway, but I want more news on that. Um The players that I really want to bring in is Sterling and Sane. That will be obviously a striker to replace... Agüero, so I may do three moves across the week. So for two game weeks, I think for the first game week, it's it's difficult. So I, I possibly could take out Hazard and Agüero, and then it's just who who I bring in. So I could I could bring in Kane and Sane, or don't think I can do Sterling and um, Bamiang by the looks of it. It's possible Sane may come in for Hazard for me. I'll be honest, I've got that many. Permutations going on in my head at the moment. The only thing I'm pretty sure on is that I'll be captain in Salah. And what about, but, uh, what about the week after? So it depends. It, de- it depends on who who I bring in. So if I bring in a Bamiang, he will be my captain against Huddersfield. Mm. If I don't bring in a Bamiyang, I'm going to captain a City, possibly captain a City player against Chelsea. And the reason for this is that Spurs and Liverpool have got big Champions League games coming up. I don't want to go near any of their their (laughs) players. Chelsea away, the one thing you probably do know is that Sterling's going to start and play that game. I actually think, in a way, the adverse fixture plays into my favour. So, I think, it's very likely our captain Sterling in the second fixture if I don't have a Bamiang. He'd be the only other person that, that, that I would consider, which means that at some point this week, I'm going to be bringing Sterling into my team. So I suppose the players I can see coming into my team this week are Sterling, Sane and a striker. I may even take a, a four-point hit. Another player I am interested in who's, who's, who's on the watch list is Philippe Anderson. Who we talked about earlier. Yeah, um, been really, really impressed with in him, and it, I think part of the big reason I'm interested in him is I've got Martial at the moment, so it would be. It, I I will probably give Martial the Arsenal game. I think he does. No one say he deserves it. I don't, it's more that I don't really trust Mourinho, but I think the fact that he didn't start against Southampton and he came on fairly late in the game would mean that he'll probably. Uh, Probably start against um, Arsenal. I think there's talk of um, Rashford having some muscle fatigue. So, yes, yeah, so I think I think I'm still I'm still undecided. But I think probably Kane or Bamiang will come in, and then Sterling Sane will both come in. And it'll, it'll, my captains will be Salah for the first game week, and either Sterling or Aubameyang for the second game week.
0: I like the thinking, a
1: nice man. Well, I do think Spurs are currently at full strength for all their players they've got available so I do think I'm going to be bringing in Kane this week for Aguero I would like Aubameyang as well but I can't so out of the two I think I'm going to go Kane I'm looking at upgrading just my other players in terms of I did think about getting rid of Shaw but I think I'm just going to hang on to him Uh, but looking at upgrading Murphy and my captain would be Salah for this week and it would be Kane the week after
0: Okay, well, I I didn't uh, give my second week captain, so I'll probably go with the P against Huddersfield. Little P. Not Icky P. Icky P is Hernandez. I'm talking about Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, the big P. Right, so our mini league. Let's just see how people are getting on there. We've got some movers and shakers. 10th place, we've got Dr. El-Walid El-Hassan, Sudanese and Proud in 10th. Me, myself, and Ibe, Johnny Brosnan in ninth. Smelly Sane. Rory Scott in eighth. Beardsley's poaches, Ian Cooper in seventh. G Sung Part The Bus, Andy Blackburn, Syme in sixth. Victor Moses Lawn, Joe Stone is lodged in fifth. Secrets of Mandia. Jack Moore down to fourth. Good on you, mate. Uh, Gabby Agbon Lahore, FC 11. Will Miners up into third. Adam Gearing is flying up the league. Blood, Sweat, and Gears into second. Top scoring in the top 10 this week of 72. And uh, Michael Taylor is still desperately trying to give up his love for Fanta 1st <laughs> place. Nice work, good luck with that, Mike.
1: Uh, yeah, good luck with that. Uh, but Adam, he's not had Salah all season, I don't think. I spoke to him about it at the start of the season. He, he is absolutely flying now, at overall rank of 312. So, yeah, well done. Well done, Adam.
0: Top man. Absolutely flying. Right, Iceman, I'm going to see what's in our feedback box. I'm going to reach in and pull out a comment... <laughs> And it's from Andrew Scott, and it says, While some pods provide great FPL info and the banter is lacking, you guys provide both, which is why you are my go-to pod every week. Top of the pile in terms of FPL pods for me. Oh, and you both lift, which is another thumbs up from me. I love that comment.
1: I love it too, yeah. He
0: lifts, so he's very much our kind
1: of people, and he plays FPL.
0: Although he might not like it when he sees us lift. uh, Maybe we'll put up a video of us training at some point, Iceman. Yeah, um,
1: we've looked into that, haven't we? Doing an FPL training video, that would be pretty mm. decent, interesting.
0: Yeah, maybe we could, we could like... Actually, no, I'm not going to go... Let's talk about that off part and um, the banter thing. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, and also good to hear about the banter, actually, because I've got to say on a personal note, when we lost the surgeons like uh, Parker, the beard, and Woodsy, we felt those are the ones that provided a lot of the spice, with me and Iceman being a little bit more factual orientated. So it's good to know that people still uh, get that from the podcast. Yeah, banter top bands okay and we've also got the fancy football tipster and the podcast didn't disappoint cheers gents for the coming together the cream of FPL pods uh, FPL sexy you one nutty gentleman um, I'm off to the Slack channel now to see how long it takes nick to request a restraining order so that was in reference to our combined pod last week with Trigger Lips which we uh, very much enjoyed as we had this one with Adam OK, I, asked, man, I believe we've got no sexy thoughts this week
1: No, he's he's not got back to me it's a quick turnaround because we have not we don't often record on our Sunday I think he's busy family day today so yeah apologies well, no I, sexy
0: force. Well, let me give you one so um, in the interest because sexy is all about the uh, positivity in the world and doing the right things so get yourself over to our sister podcast finding extra time you can find that on twitter uh, we've released a couple of podcasts so far talking predominantly about men's mental health but with the issues broadening far and wide we're planning to record a third one in the not too distant future and we've, we've been really grateful for the feedback we've received we hope those of you who have listened to it have found it a positive to 30 or 40 minutes to spend your time on and if there ever is anything you'd like us to speak about or just discuss on the topic then uh, then tweet us about it
1: yes at find extra time
0: right Iceman, i think that brings us to the end of the podcast it does yeah good
1: pod adam so Very much, much information in that brain of yours
2: you know, it's it it a, a bit nervous at the start so it's just getting used to it but um when you get talking, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, you've done you've done a top job, Adam. But um, you mentioned at the start where people can find you. Just uh, remind us all how we can get in contact to talk all things FPL. You
2: can follow me on Twitter, which is a hot and thirteen. Yeah, that's probably the best place to to find me. To be honest,
0: that's the best place to track the man down. So share FPL interest with Adam. See uh, see what you uh, extra wisdom you can glean following on from today and if you want to get involved in all things fpl surgery you can support the podcast patreon.com forward slash fpl surgery as we said earlier anything you can do to support us is gratefully received get involved in the slack channel and the opportunity to win unique prizes keep the pod going Uh, join our mini league 225-369 see if you can catch the people trying to give up Fanta and all sorts at the top (laughs) Visit just, our just
1: just on that one, we do have yep. the monthly winner of uh, this month, which I think is Hortz. He's absolutely had a flyer after his wild card. He he didn't do well the first week of his wildcard, but he's been flying since then. So uh, yeah, it'll be Horts. I've got to send out a prize to him and John Eric. So well Top done,
0: Hortz. Pri- Prizes on the way to you, gentlemen. We haven't got many many females in our in our slack channel have we we need to get we have, more we have
1: zero female we have zero stuff.
0: yeah yeah yes. so stretch when i say not many um yeah ladies Sausage get involved fest. get get involved visit the website fplsurgery.com. you can find us on the all the usual social so facebook soundcloud and reddit but also on itunes if you listen to us on there give us a comment uh, a rating some feedback is always gratefully received our main discussion is all at FPL surgery on Twitter uh, and also info at FPL com If you like to use emails, nice. lovely. So I Man, it brings us to that time of the pod again, again, where I ask you as we enter this busy Christmas period, <clears throat> a time for all to ponder fixtures and also family and just generally how to get through December. What, what advice have you got?
1: Well, I'm really hungover today so I've, I've had no advice whatsoever more or less this whole pod I feel so I, I've got nothing nothing to give
0: I really wish you'd be more committed to this this project that we've got going on
1: yeah i was tried to be
0: yeah so if you want the Iceman to be more committed to uh, FPL <laughs> surgery and put more time into it please tweet us or send us formal feedback via email um, from me Bully. thanks for listening good luck in your game weeks let's get ready for Christmas Up the pot. Up the pot.
1: I really wasn't up for pudding today. <laughs> Apologies, Adam. Have
0: you, have, you got a little, have you got a barocca
1: there? Uh, I've already had one, yeah.
0: Pop yourself a barocca in a glass of water.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I would suggest something fatty right now. Have you had dinner yet? Uh, no, I've got to go down and eat dinner. What yeah. What have you got? Um, Chicken. No, that's not going to do it. You're going to need... Have you got the eggs? Yes. Right, you're going to need something, something fatty to absorb all that alcohol which is in your bloodstream. Uh, and hydration, and maybe a coffee as well.
1: I did have a full English breakfast, which I I ordered via. I, th- I can't think what it's called, but I know what it's called. <laughs> it's Deliveroo. Adam, yeah. you still there? Yeah,
2: yes, yeah, still oh, right,
1: here. Okay. Yeah, I thought you just disappeared. Thanks. Um, Thanks for coming on, mate. You you were great. It was yeah, uh, really
0: really good. Lots of detail. <laughs>